In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The church always wants us to hear this reading from St. Paul before Lent begins. These three weeks of preparation offer us a reminder. It's time to discern. It's time to take stock of how we will spend the sacred time of Lent. Once Lent begins, it's, um, it's a little too late. It's still worth beginning Lent well whenever we decide to get around to it. It's even better to decide before Lent begins how we will spend it. So I offer you two different types of considerations. One is, what is the thing or the person we worship instead of God? Or what are the thing or things, person or persons, whom we are trying to worship in addition to God? The answer for those of us who are in that category usually is fairly simple. If someone's in that, in that mode of being or um, mode of not being, uh, it's usually someone, it's a, it's, it's an, a completely inappropriate relationship that has divorced them from God and the church. Or, even less interestingly, uh, it's themselves. They worship themselves. Their entire life is obsessed with their own comfort, their own advantage, their own gain. So if, if someone's in that category and they realize, yeah, that's me. Um, I don't really worship God or I, I, I really um, only worship God um, as much as I worship that person or myself. Recognizing it means that we have to do something about it. And if I sniffle, I pardon. It's just the allergies this week. If we recognize that I'm in that category, I must do something about it right now. Every time we recognize an evil and refuse to do something about it, it becomes more permanent. It sinks more deeply into our souls. And so if, if, I, if I admit, in fact... I love beautiful liturgy, but I don't worship God. That needs to stop. We need to do something about it. Identifying what it is or who it is whom I worship instead and detach. Now, the second consideration almost certainly applies to all of us. And that is, where, what are the things that I seek for comfort instead of God? What are the things I seek for encouragement instead of the Lord? And these things may be acceptable in and of themselves, but they have become for us a substitute for prayer, a substitute for the love of God. We can probably identify them fairly quickly. What is it that I do when I'm worried? Anxious, stressed, upset. Do I pray? If not, what is it that I seek out? I don't necessarily have to root it out of my life, 
but I need to subordinate it to God. I need to detach from it. Therefore, I may very well live without it for a time so that I seek my comfort, my encouragement, my consolation from the Lord. It's usually fairly ordinary things. It's usually food or beverage, television, the things we do with our telephones, And again, if I recognize it, I need to do something about it. If I don't, it becomes more deeply ingrained in my life and harder to root out later on and more painful to root out later on. More than likely, our chief obstacle, the thing we worship, is not chocolate. More than likely, our task is a little more serious than that. Mind you, it's not as though we're off the hook because we know, we have moral certainty at least, that we're in the state of grace. We can receive the sacraments. We can enjoy the love of God. And then go pursue all the other things we really want to do. St. Paul's reading makes it very clear what the goal is. The goal is not checking off boxes of things that we've done or even checking off boxes of things we don't do. The goal is to love, to love God as he deserves to be loved. To love God as he deserves to be loved means eventually in heaven to love him and praise him. Now to love him and serve him and to praise him and worship him. We've prayed through the Anima Christi before. Consider in that beautiful prayer, the telos, the purpose of all of this, isn't just so that I feel better, isn't just so that I'm, I'm consoled with, with a clean conscience. I'm encouraged because I'm closer to God. But the purpose of this is that I may praise God with his saints forever. I may think that I don't need to root out those things or to subordinate those things, but there are supernatural purposes. There are miracles that God will do, would do, if you just simply remove the obstacles from your life. Whether it be helping you discern a vocation, or making you the means of grace that will save somebody else's soul. Our unwillingness to root out what needs to be uprooted impedes the purpose of God. And so we pray to desire to love God, to have real charity. Not just to do some good things for some people who are needy, but to love. To love God as he deserves to be loved, which means right now to love everyone the way God loves them. Because I can't love God 
unless I love everybody else. With Lent beginning in a few days, let's then take advantage of today and tomorrow and the next day to discern, do I worship someone or something else? Do I seek out God? Is my consolation coming from things rather than from the Lord? I'll be able to spot him as soon as I close my eyes and I try to pray. What is it that I'm thinking about instead? Those are probably the things that need to have a smaller role in our lives. The Anima Christi, again, is a beautiful prayer, not just because it puts holy sentiments on our soul and holy words in our lips. It doesn't just ask God to forgive us or take away bad things, but it asks God, it begs God to live deeply in us so that we may accomplish his purpose. And so we pray, Anima Christi, sanctificame, Corpus Christi, salvame, Sanguis Christi, enebriame, Aquilatris Christi, lavame, Passio Christi, confortame, O bone Jesu, exaudime. Ab in, in intra vulnera tua, abscondeme, aboste maligno, defendeme. In ora mortis mei, vocame, et iube mei venire a te, ut cum sanctis tuis laudum te, in saecula saeculorum. Amen. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.